Welcome back to the Parenting on Purpose podcast, where we explore the wins and the experiences in parenthood because there's no such thing as a loss. I'm your host, Miss Sidine, and today is our first official episode, and I really thought about what I wanted to talk about, and my mind took me to the word responsibility, and I thought the word responsibility was a great way to set the scene for what parenthood really is and what we should expect of ourselves and of our children. So, you know, as when we think of what responsibility is, we think about all the things that we have to do, right? How we need to keep them safe, where to take them to get an education, what to do to give them life skills, independency, communication. The list just goes on and on. However, My intention for today is to invite you on the other side of responsibility and perhaps challenge your current understanding of what responsibility for our children in parenting is. So it's not to replace your current definition, but perhaps give you more depth and volume to how you show up for your responsibility in parenthood. Now, The word itself, responsibility, has two words, response and ability. What is our ability to respond to our children, their wants, their needs, their emotions, their behaviour, or the lack of their behaviour? How can we respond to our children that best reflects our outcome of parenting, what is our threshold and our resilience to our children when they do not perform? What is our response, our ability? You see, the difference I find between the first list of responsibilities and the second list of responsibilities I have presented to you is that the first one is tangible. You can see the outcome. And the second one isn't so much. One has a solid outcome and the other will be dependent on the individual. Therefore, you will not know what to look for. So once we have made the distinction and the definition, our focus can now shift to a deeper level. The level that you cannot see, but you can feel. Could there be a specific pattern of behaviour your child is displaying that you dread or a thought that you have about a child that you get. Sometimes that you tend to push to the side or criticise yourself for having. This is your gut instinct, your intuition trying to send you a message and I invite you to listen to this message and be brave enough to sit in that uncomfortability and not judge yourself for having that, but perhaps look for the need behind the message. What's the message telling you that you need to do for your child? These are all flags of your ability or your inability to show up for your child and respond to your child the best way to serve them, not your needs and not your ego. Now, this isn't an attack on your parenting or your skills in parenting. This is just a challenge for you to consider that may help you better 
reach your outcome in parenthood and parent the way you want to show up for your children so that they can be whole-rounded individuals. So the notion of raising children from the behaviorist theory is where we encourage positive behavior and punish negative behavior. And in my opinion, this really does do a disservice to our children's emotional intelligence, emotional regulation, communication, problem solving, and connection because we are behavior focused and not emotion focused. And as you would know, before a behavior presents itself, there's an underlying emotion that drives the behavior. So our children show up with the emotions and the behavior that they know best how to. So it's our job as parents to fill the gap or build the bridge of skill to perhaps communicate this emotion in a much more effective and productive way. So I want to keep this episode nice and short so you can take away a strategy or a thought or a perspective or perhaps even an emotion that you can take away and you can journal about or you can think about as you go about your day and apply. I want you to consider a challenge that you are facing in your parenting journey. Perhaps it's, an, it's a certain child that you find that you are finding resistance with or that you are clashing with. I want you to choose that behavior and that child and get very specific on it. And I want you to work backwards. So the behavior is the final outcome. So we start there. You choose the behavior. And then from that outcome, you ask yourself, what was the underlying pattern of behaviors that reached to the outcome? And then from the unraveling of the behaviors, you ask yourself, what were the symptoms before the behavior? And then from there, you go, what from the symptoms of the behavior, what could have been the need that my child was trying to get to or reach to that needs to be addressed. So when we work backwards, we are not being attached to the outcome. We are not focusing on the outcome that we didn't want. We are looking at the the domino effect that has led to the outcome and how can we redirect this behavior in a more productive and constructive way. By assessing the situation, as broadly as possible in considering all the options, you can really alter your ability to respond to your child's behavior. And it's so important to consider this aspect and notion of working backwards outside the setting so your emotions are not heightened and you are at baseline as a mature adult. So looking at the circumstances outside you need to ask yourself, how can you better respond? How can you improve your ability? Aspects that you can consider is or are. Can you provide comfort? Do you need to provide space? Can you deliver clear communication, redirection? Is this happening? Is this certain behavior happening before bedtime? And perhaps your child is too tired to regulate themselves and they are starting to show signs of distress. Or could this behavior be happening before dinner and your child is simply hungry? And these simple symptoms have a huge impact with the way 
We shop as adults, let alone a child that doesn't even know what's going on. They just feel and they do. And we are bridging the gap. And this is called integration. Or perhaps there's also an underlying emotion that hasn't been processed in the day that your child is just being reactive to. So try this and see what comes up for you. Write it down on your phone, on a piece of paper, and mind map it out. Let your mind take you to places that perhaps your emotions don't let you in the moment because you are too heated. So I just want to emphasize one more time that it is so much more effective for you to analyze the situation and the incident when you are not heightened. If you gave this a go, please let me know through the comments, like this episode, um, and over on socials. I cannot wait to see your feedback. I really, I really appreciate you tuning in and thank you for your time. And as always, I hope this helps.